do it this time. I'm going to do a content warning without saying the fuck word or talking about genitalia. Except for that time. And probably a lot throughout the season. Just so you know. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're Aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Skywatch Station to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Was the Sentry a lost Stan Lee creation? This is one I'm just, I'm happy to hand it to you so that you can educate us. So, okay, first of all, do you know who the Sentry is? I know that Sentry Annihilus is a... 26 power play. Right. Okay. Cool. Editor and so is Steven here. Uh, sorry, guys. I just finished setting up the uh, ballroom for the quinceanera that we got scheduled in there later today. And yeah, that the only thing I know about Sentry is related to Marvel Snap. Okay. So the Sentry has been coming up a lot recently because he's going to be in the Thunderbolts movie. Oh, and it was going to be Steven Yun, right? Yes, who had to quit the role because um, the writer strike and the actor strike pushed everything back and he had other things he was already signed up for which is too bad he was very clear of like i want to do stuff with you still Mm -hmm. probably i want that marvel paycheck still but like oh he'd be great oh he'd be great he'd be great at anything he's such a fucking incredible actor i love steven young I'm, I'm definitely unrelated. Not, we can move on. I'm definitely not knocking yeah. him. I just, that's where it was. It's another one where neckbeards were pissed off because usually he's a large blonde man with long hair. Yes. Uh, he's kind of a Superman. He's definitely a Superman analog. The man with the power of a thousand burning suns. Now, the legend is he is a lost Stanley creation. This is 100% not true. But we will get to why people think that, because it's kind of a fun little oddity story. That's where I suddenly got curious, is like, why would they think this character is Stan's necessarily? Because Marvel sold it that way, with everything they fucking had. (laughs) Okay. The Sentry was created by Paul Jenkins, who's probably best known for Wolverine Origin, like the... the the actual oh, Wolverine origin, origin yeah. story. The the okay comic, not the really terrible movie. Right. As well as Rick Veach, who was super involved with Swamp Thing, and Jay Lee, who I don't have a great here's what he but he's everywhere. He's a really talented artist. They had come up with this idea of a lost character of Marvel history, like someone who had been part of the Marvel universe and was not anymore, and they were gonna tell a story about how he came to be remembered. And they came up with this, like, gag idea of what if in the Silver Age this character was created and abandoned and we have these, like, fake creators who are just, their names are anagrams of our names. Mm. And they take this to Joe Caseta, who is, at the time, only running the Marvel Knights imprint. He'll go on to run all of Marvel Comics. He's an incredibly important curator. And he goes, what if we just went whole hog and they recruited Wizard Magazine back when Wizard Magazine was still a thing, and Stan Lee to help out with this. So instead of creator names of anagrams, they said this was a lost Stan Lee creation with a fake artist named, um... Of course he'd be down to fucking be like, yeah, dude, I created this. That's my name. Uh, I I can't find the name all of a sudden, but Artie something. And they got John Romita Sr. 
the mm-hmm. John Romita Sr. is probably the most important comic creator of the Silver Age outside of Jack Kirby and Ditko. He didn't create as many characters, but he did an over 100 issue run with Stan Lee. He was the art director at Marvel for, I want to say, decades. Like, he was the guy. He touched everything. <laughs> I know. As soon as I said it, it was too late. Uh, but, like, he was... We're it, done. We're done. <laughs> we shared a glance. We laughed. It's, we can move on. Um, and then Stan Lee did interviews with Wizard Magazine being like, Yeah, I forgot I created him. Man, I barely remember anything about this pitch even, but, like, I'm sure Paul Jenkins is going to do some interesting stuff with it. Love it. And then it was revealed, like, as they went along, like, oh, no, it's not. Uh, right. And it turns out that the 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 whole point of the story is that Bob Reynolds has dreams of being a superhero, but he's really just some average schlub. Turns out that his powers are connected. The, it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter other than when the Sentry comes out, so does the Sentry's dark side who is also the sentry but not Mm -hmm. partly because of bob's fractured mind that is the void uh so the reason that everyone forgot about the sentry is sentry and mr fantastic made everyone forget about the sentry because if the sentry's not there the void isn't there either and the void is impossible levels of evil but like peter parker won a prizes for pictures of the sentry on top of his Spider-Man stuff. He helped the angel get over his fear of like breaking his neck and dying. So it's why the angel is such a good flyer because like he's Reed Richards, best friend outside of the fantastic four. He's supposed to be this like great big character that was lost. And the original story is absolutely gorgeous. It's such a good mini. And then they brought him back because that story was popular and he sucked ever since. It's just repeated bad choice after repeated bad choice. He has re- often won the worst Avenger of all time listicle things. Mm-hmm. Like, he's bad. I don't know why they keep being like, this time we can do some fun stuff with the Sentry. So wait, every time he the Sentry is, like, out doing his thing... The Void will eventually return. Okay. It's eventually kind of written away of, like, oh, no, that's just part of his shattered psyche, and, like, the Void is... The void was in his head all along, but not really in his head because we all had to deal with the fall. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's, the void is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> you know, it's any time there was like an absolutely perfect movie and then because it was really unexpectedly popular, they did a bunch of sequels with it and it never sticks the landing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think they did it. Like, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm. I think they were like... A few years before the original Thunderbolts had come out where they heavy advertised it as here's this new super team coming up to take the Avengers place because the Avengers are all dead thanks to storyline reasons that don't matter. And they had the hardest time selling this fucking book because it was like, look, new heroes. What's interesting about them? Don't worry about it. They're new heroes. And it's not until the very last page of the first issue that they reveal the Thunderbolts are all secretly the masters of evil. They're the bad guys pretending to be heroes they didn't reveal a goddamn thing the secret was not let out you could not do that in 2024 they barely pulled it off in 1996 so i think they were hoping to have similar like kind of shock factor of like working the media to to do Mm -hmm. this but mostly it was just weird it was fun i really like that century series uh 
Paul Jenkins is coming to MizCon, so I'm going to get him to sign it for me. But, like... Heck yeah. It's just kind of an oddity. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with assorted genre facts. I'll prod him a bit and see what shakes loose. Any misses or mistakes will have to be made up for at the end of our trip. Today, we'll keep with this expedition's theme of Wildstorm characters. So, Zach, what knowledge can you drop on the one that I have to get out of the way because you know I'm going to bring him up? Grifter? Grifter. (laughs) (laughs) Grifter's real name is Cole Cash. He is... Everything Jim Lee thought was cool in like 1992-ish. And I agree. <laughs> Man, I'm, I I hope his middle name is Hard. <laughs> Cole Harkash. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that's been used somewhere. So Cole Cash was, first of all, he's the one that if you know Wildstorm, you recognize the grifter. Because he's got the big trench coat, he's got the red gloves, and more importantly, he's got the awesome red like cloth mask that's all like raggedy and hanging. I think I know the character. You show him real fast. He will know. If you look up the Grifter or Grifter comics, it's it's Wildstorm's best design. He these days uses real guns, but tends uh, traditionally had alien guns. He was a member of, I want to say Team 7, which was a... Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely know this character. Never heard this character's name before. I've only ever seen this. Like, I, I used to have subscriptions to preview magazines. Uh, yeah. And so that's how I'm familiar with most of the Wild Wildstorm characters, probably. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Super familiar. Super recognizable. Would never have guessed this character's name. <laughs> so Team 7 is kind of their, like, background thing for their two main books, which was Stormwatch and Wildcats. Wildcats in particular. And it was basically a bunch of, like, Black Ops wet work stuff. You have to remember that a lot of 80s, 90s, early 90s action movies were heavily influencing these, like, old-school Schwarzenegger films. So a whole lot of, like, Rambo kind of shit going down. I know that's not Schwarzenegger, but you get the idea. Cole Cash was this mercenary. He ends up meeting up with a woman named Xana, a.k.a. Zealot, who is the alien Cherubim warrior. She's basically kind of Elektra meets Wonder Woman meets an angel alien goddess. Yeah. (laughs) Wildstorm is a fucking trip. I have purposely not put any thought into how I would explain these characters. Anyways, she runs the, uh, a group called the Coda, which is awesome women assassins. And he is the only male trained in the way of the Coda. He is her ex-boyfriend and he is a found, uh, and they tend to do longing looks over violent battlefields at each other a lot. And uh, they both end up as founding members of Stormwatch, not Stormwatch, Wildcats. The other, there's the two big launching team books were Wildcats and Stormwatch, hence the name Wildstorm, mm-hmm. like of the company. Is this the same as the cartoon show, The Wildcats? Yes. Yeah. I've not seen that cartoon, so I don't. That's where I first became familiar with Grifter. I don't know how much they toned it down. I assume a lot. A lot. (laughs) And and Grifter's in Wildcats? Yeah. Shit, I don't remember Wildcats then. The the thing where they're like, oh, I'm thinking, okay. Are you thinking of Swatcats? I'm 100% thinking of Swatcats. (laughs) (laughs) Very different. Okay, okay. There was a cartoon Wildcats, though. Okay. That they did tone down a lot. (laughs) Do not know this at all. 
Grifter kind of ends up being like somewhere between Nick Fury and Gambit. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the characters of those early image books and Wildstorm was part of image at the time heavily were based off of what the creators were doing with the X-Men books because it was basically all the big name X creators left and founded this new company. So Jim Lee, who had created Gambit, kind of went, what if Gambit wore different colors and had this bitchin' mask and shot people instead of threw exploding cards at them? And I was like, yeah, I'm into that. And in fairness, I am into that. I am not explaining him very well because I'm not making him sound that interesting. He was surprisingly deep for an early Wildstorm character, and early Wildstorm was a lot of flashover substance. How about uh, his powers? Do we got... You got that? He does have a power, doesn't he? He's, um... Right, okay. To be fair, most of the time, he's just really, like, a, a super soldier. Yeah. But that's... He does technically have We'll powers. have to do some kind of redemption, because okay. I don't remember what his power is. He was one of the characters when Wildstorm was merged with the new 50... Or with uh, DC proper to, um... Be transferred into the new 52, where he had an extremely bad series that was made even worse when Rob Liefeld took it over and has kind of just existed as like an awkward, we're not sure what to do with him, but we're aware that he's like one of the best Wildstorm properties characters. Right. Um, in the JLA Wildcats crossover, him and Batman are weird levels of buddies. I <laughs> love that moment too, because Grifter immediately is like, ooh, this fight should not happen. Yeah, they... For, for a number of reasons, probably that were like being manipulated, but also like, I don't want to get my ass kicked by Batman. Batman glares him down. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to sit this one out and like sits there smoking a cigarette, watching the two teams beat the crap out of each other. And then Batman challenges him to do the final battle without his gun. So he's like, all right. And just punches his way through all of stuff and then gives Batman one of his cool alien guns at the end as a memento for his cave. Right. Uh, so other than the powers, do you think he... Got most of it? Most of it, yeah. So we'll do a half redemption on that? Yeah, he's a former Wetworks person who is kind of fucked up because of it, but, like, is now, instead of doing Wetworks for government problems, is just trying to make the world a better place through Black Ops murder still. Like, he's not a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's just mercenary for... He's A-team, but deadlier. Yeah. Yeah. A-Team if it wasn't on ABC. <laughs> if it was on, like, FX. Or yeah. <laughs> Something a, a bit more like that. Uh, that sounds about right. Well, that's it for today, folks. We're taking off. But before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor, Stephen Gady, and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. Up, up, and away.